0: You're listening to the EFC Podcast. My name is Karen Stiller, and I am a minister's wife. That role has shaped my life in the last 20 years as much as any other thing. Being married to the minister is not always a walk in the park, so to speak. A little like-minded company can help. Flowers for the Pastor's Wife is an online community created by and for pastor's wives in rural and small-town North America. Wendy McCready directs the Canadian side of the ministry. In this interview, Wendy shares with us why we need each other and what some of the challenges and beautiful bits are when you're married to the minister. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you for having me today. I would love, first of all, for you just to explain to uh, our listeners what Flowers for the Pastor's Wife is all about. What kind of ministry is it? Sure.
1: Well, I... I'll just start by reading our vision statement. I think this really encapsulates who we are. Flowers for the Pastor's Wife is an online connecting place. Uh, It was created by and for pastor's wives in rural and small town North America. And we provide resources to encourage, equip, and validate them in their unique ministries. So that's kind of our vision. We um, invite pastor's wives in any situation, whether small town or rural or city or anything to join. But that's sort of our key area that we focus on as far as what our articles are written towards.
0: Okay. And what do you mean by online community? Is, is it a blog? Is it a website that people go to? Well, we have a website. That's our primary ministry, but we also have
1: um, a Facebook page, a public page, and we have a private uh, community group that's a by basically by invitation and that each person needs to affirm that they are a pastor's wife when they come in because we're trying to provide a place that's safe for women to share Um confidential prayer requests if need be, Um, just provide a place for pastor's wives to talk about pastor's wives things. Um, So the ministry is primarily with a website, and then we have the Facebook to provide more of that personal connection so that um, it's not just articles, but a place for people to meet one another who are are like-minded and have similar challenges as pastor's wives.
0: So why is that so important? What are pastor's wife things?
1: Well, I... What we have found, the reason this ministry really started was because another woman and I ran into one another at a conference for our pastors who are husbands, and we had just really felt that both of us were feeling as if there was sort of a a lack of resources for pastors' wives. Um, We felt that there was particular needs that weren't being met. And I think that's just because there's, I mean, leadership is lonely no matter where you are, and leadership in isolated places is even more lonely. so whether our pastor's wife, for example, we have women connected with our ministry. The other woman with whom I direct this ministry, she's and her husband plant churches in the sand hills of Nebraska. So you have people who are um, in ranching communities where people are coming from quite a distance to come to church. And we also have another one that's been connected to our ministry that is up in Alaska working on reservations. So it's just important to have a place where people could connect that can't normally do that. Human to human contact as often because they're living in isolated places. And further, I know even for myself, though I was not in such an isolated context myself, even in our first church, our closest Walmart was an hour and 15 minutes away. You know, you want to go to a mall, you have to go that far. So, you know, you're just, you're further out from some of the uh, resources that people who maybe have in a more suburban or an urban area. And so this provides a way for people to connect that you couldn't. Do as easily even going to a conference because the cost of that and the distance can be prohibitive even for people who are serving in in, uh, isolated contexts.
0: What are some of the issues specific to small town ministry life? And I'll I'll say that uh, I am a a minister's wife as well, and we have been in small towns. And I remember doing a lot of work Mm -hmm. (laughs) for my husband, a lot of you know filling in if there was a need. I would jump up because I wanted to contribute to his ministry and the success of the church, let's say. So is that one of the main challenges in the small town, maybe lack of people power?
1: Yes, that certainly is a challenge. And I think because of that, you find that your pastor ends up being one of your few professionals in your area. For example, my friend, Dana, who is the administrator of our ministry with whom I run this ministry, she her husband is on the school board, and she has told me many people come to him, you know, for counseling because they don't have, you know, psychologists in their little town. And um, so naturally, there are going to be women who are going to feel more comfortable going to the pastor's wife. And you may find yourself in a situation where you're having to help and maybe you aren't even equipped. Um, That can be a challenge. And again, then thus can make it kind of overwhelming. So to have other pastors' wives to talk to can be helpful. And yes, of course, it's also a challenge, like you were just mentioning, Karen, just in general, the lack of people. So as a pastor's wife, you may find yourself doing the nursery and the coffee. And, you know, another friend that we have who is connected to our ministry, who's actually a Canadian pastor's wife, she has two churches, her husband pastors in small areas, and she's shuttling back and forth to get the coffee set up. Those are the kinds of things that end up happening just because there aren't as many people to do the work. And I think another challenge I found in particular as a pastor's wife in our first church, we lived in a community where people were very well connected and they were the kind of people that very much valued their family and their roots. And so uh, even though they might welcome you, you always feel like an outsider. And so I think those are the unique challenges to pastors' wives in small town and rural areas is that you never quite feel At home. Even if people are trying, you know, I often laugh because I still have people who will come up to me and they'll start talking to me about so-and-so, so-and-so, such-and-such. And, -and and, you know, and I've just learned to smile and say, yep, yep. (laughs) Because they forget sometimes, oh yeah, you haven't lived here for 50 years. You know so-and-so and and you don't know that they're related and got married to so-and-so. And so that's how they're double cousins or, you know, those kinds of things that are very common. Um, it's it's very much a part of rural and small town culture, and that is a huge added dynamic when it comes to ministering to people and very much affects your relationships um, as a pastor and a pastor's wife.
0: You know, Wendy, even the term pastor's wife or, or minister's wife can sound kind of old-fashioned in some circles, like um, the old expectations uh, may not still exist in the same way, but I hear you uh, speaking, and I've certainly experienced that there are still assumptions, that there are still expectations, and there is definitely a loneliness that can happen. So in a broader way, not just rural, but you know, a minister's wife anywhere, can you speak to us about some of the challenges that you see uh, within your membership and that you've experienced?
1: Yes, I think that you're right, um, Karen, that no matter what, whether you're in an r- urban area or a rural area, there, there definitely is an expectation. It's kind of like we had a, a mentor of my husband's who, this was one of his biggest things he talked about. He felt that expectations was the key to all relationships, and he's, he totally is right. Um, even in a marriage, you don't realize you have expectations until that person doesn't meet them, <laughs> and then suddenly you're in conflict with one another. Mm-hmm. And I believe that same principle does apply to pastors or pastors' wives, Because I know for me, in the situations I've been in, I came in in the first church, and our pastor's wife ahead of me, we were very different women. And so that meant that in some ways I could kind of come in and use my gifts and, and ministries and people didn't necessarily see it as I was stepping on toes or I was, you know, there, there were differences, but, you know, there there I think even is still the old expectation sometimes. And I even have had people ask me this, oh, don't you play the piano? And I'm like, no, not every pastor's wife plays the piano. Now it's common maybe for me, because I am involved in music, but I often quip that, well actually I play the flute and I sing but I have not learned how to do both at the same time yet you know and <laughs> and people laugh but but I try to get across the point that um, just because I'm a pastor's wife doesn't mean that necessarily. And it really does indicate that even if it isn't playing the piano, that people have expectations and they may not even realize they have it themselves until you're in a position where suddenly, you know, someone's looking at you funny or you, you, you're you hearing through the grapevine that someone thinks you should be doing something that you're not or vice versa. Um, so that can be very isolating in itself because then you find yourself, in the same position that your pastor husband is in and that you're being criticized for things. And so it can be very challenging. And all of that said, I I do believe that probably 98% of the time people are not doing it purposely. They don't even recognize it and they don't necessarily want to make you feel that way. Um, they're just not realizing they have those expectations. And so that's why I feel that a ministry like Flowers is so important because I have found even for myself personally, of course, that it's a safe place I can go to where I can develop friends with people who, who, who get it. You know, they get what that's like to be in that position. And that has been hugely um, and a huge encouragement to me. And I, from what I, we are seeing from our responses from our readers, um, that others are having that same kind of experience, even just being able to read the blogs and know that there's somebody who experiences the same things that they do.
0: Wendy, I've had the experience of meeting another minister's wife, and we both realize that we're both married to a pastor. And like, we'll, we'll literally say, uh, "Will you be my friend?" Yes. <laughs> and and yes. say, "Yeah, I will." And because there's, we assume, even if we're different, maybe in a lot of other ways, that we are the same mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and the challenges, but also in the difficulty of making friends. And I, I know there's different theories out there about. Whether uh, a pastor and or his wife can actually be friends with true friends, I guess, with people in their church, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that
1: yeah, there honestly, I have read a number of different well, I've tried to read whatever I can get my hands on about pastors' wives as far as written written by pastors' wives for pastors' wives, and from what my friend and I have seen, frankly, there doesn't seem to be a lot out there, and that's part of the reason we put together this ministry because we thought we want to go somewhere where we can learn from other pastors' wives beyond just a couple books. And the ones that I have read have certainly referred to that because it is definitely a common challenge. And um, I think that the opinions on that have changed somewhat over the years. But what I've learned through my experiences just in the 15 plus years that we've been in ministry is that I think in some ways having friends as a pastor's wife you have to be wise just like you do in making friends no matter where you are um in general but I do believe there is a special challenge because what I have found is that my role sometimes supersedes who I am just as a person I have <laughs> many times said to people I'll I'll introduce myself as yes I'm my husband's name is Mark. I'm Mark's wife. But my name is Wendy and I <laughs> and I like to do this or you know I try I sometimes just try to in some ways I guess that's I don't want to say educating people but help people to understand my position that yes I am the pastor's wife but that doesn't that's not the only thing that defines me. Um and so I think that that definitely does factor in in your relationships and that's why I think what you just expressed Karen, as far as meeting someone and say, hey, can you be my friend? Um, You find the need to do that because you know there are some things that only another pastor's wife is going to be able to understand. I cannot go to one of the women in the church and start pouring out the stress I'm feeling about the conflict my husband's having with maybe some people in the the eldership currently. You know, that's just, it's not appropriate to share that. Where do I go to share that? Um, And so having another pastor's wife, whether, you know, it's someone who's a mentor that you can go to who's had lots of experience or even someone who's in the middle of it themselves right now, you need that because those are unique experiences that others can't relate to. So I think that what has encouraged me as well, too, is that as I look back over our years of ministry, God has provided friends for me. every place i've been they've sometimes come from unexpected places and unexpected people but in every place i found i even ended up having friends in the church but it didn't always look like i expected and there were times when i had friends and i lost those friends as a result of what was happening in the church so i think you're going to get a mixture of that no matter what which is, again, why I feel like a ministry like this is so important, because then having friends that are in a completely different area, having sort of that distance provides a little bit more of a safety net. So it fills a need. And of course, you need people that you can speak to face to face as well. But I think it does kind of fit a niche that, that you just you can't always have right in your current context.
0: Absolutely. And do you have any uh, ministers husbands as part of the group acknowledging that, of course, there's a lot of female pastors out there? mm mm-hmm. Um. Not as far as
1: I know. I can only speak to my own experience, of course, as a pastor's wife, and this ministry has just grown as a result of you know, people connecting that were along with their pastor husbands for conferences. So that's how our ministry has grown. But I could imagine that men married to ministers would certainly be facing similar challenges. As a shepherd of people, and you're a spouse of someone who's doing that, you're certainly going to experience similar issues. So I'm sure they would have similar challenges and needs, but I can only really speak to my own experience. So,
0: So if you were, and maybe you do this, speaking to a pastor's wife who is just starting out in this life, what kind of advice do you give them, Wendy? What sort of guidance? That's a loaded question. (laughs) Besides (laughs) Um, run, run away.
1: Well, well, you know, and in some ways, (laughs) you don't want to say that. Of course. But at the same time, I know that, and this has been we have articles on our blog. In fact, the administrator that I was referring to, dena with whom I administrate this ministry, she has just put out this week in our blog, her sure calling story. I gave my story as our opening blog when we started in September of 2017, because we really have felt, many of us, that as pastor's wife, in a sense, we've we feel we've had a call from God as well. Not everyone has felt that way. If you're married to your husband, you feel that you're going to support him whatever he does. And so there's that sense of you're going to support him, whether he's a pastor or he's a doctor or he's, you know, a worker in a mine. But I think that we have found that there really is a sense where if you don't believe that's where you're supposed to be, don't go there. If you're not feeling surely called that that's where you should be, then you shouldn't. But I just think in general, for those who are starting out, The most important thing is what's the most important thing for every Christian, and that is to have your relationship with God as the number one priority. I just recently read a blog not related to pastors' wives, not Flowers for the Pastor's Wife, but just for, for women, and it talked about the importance of taking care of your soul. And that really challenged me because it reminded me that I can only give out with my roots are deep in my walk with the Lord. And so I think that's really the most important thing because if you don't have that, that's where the pitfalls come in your marriage, in your family, and in your ministry. It will just spread out at that point. So I think that's the biggest key, but definitely to just be encouraged that you are not alone. And anyone who might be listening that is starting out, this is exactly why we want to be able to share these things because I didn't have something like this when I started ministry. And we have met women as a result of this Connecting with our ministry, who've said they wish they had a place like this where they could go and know that they weren't alone. So um, be encouraged that you're not alone and keep seeking people if you feel you aren't, because you need to have others to help you support, to support you in ministry so that you can keep in it for the long haul. Um, Because if you're not sure that you're called and you don't have your walk with the Lord strong and support of other Christians around you to encourage you, it'll be very difficult, if not impossible, to continue.
0: Wendy, tell me, as we uh, as we move to a close, tell me in what ways this is a beautiful life? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I guess it's true that you earn your highs with your lows, maybe would be a way to say it in ministry, and that it's tough, but it is worth it because you're about the kingdom work. And what better place can we be but be serving God and seeing? Things happen that are going to have an eternal impact. So, yes, I would agree that it is a beautiful life because you know that you're doing something that's going to impact people for eternity. And I think the greatest blessing for my husband and I over the years has been just the amount of people, varying, wonderful, unique people we've been able to meet, but how we've been able to have an impact on people's lives and they on us. So, to premarital counseling couples that we've been able to establish good foundations in their marriage, to the young people who are now serving the Lord in full-time ministry themselves and raising families, Christian families. I think those are the blessings that make all the challenges worth it, because you know that what you're doing has real impact.
0: Wendy, where can people find you online?
1: Our address is smalltownpastorswives.com. And if you Google flowers for the pastor's wife, you will go right to our URL, which is smalltownforpastorswives.com. So that's the place to go. And we also have the Facebook page, like I was mentioning. We have the community group, like I was saying, which anyone can join as long as they're a pastor's wife. And you just put your name in there and where you're serving. And we have people put their favorite flower just as a, a way to kind of sign in for the community group. Otherwise, the public Facebook page also lists postings. Our blogs are actually password protected. You need to register as a pastor's wife. It's a short, hopefully short registration process where you can fill in your form and then we get back with you and set you up to be registered to receive them in your inbox. And then we also have public blogs, devotionals, and then also a series that we have written by one of our editors who's not a pastor's wife, but who loves pastor's wives herself. And she writes challenges and encouragement for people as to how they can encourage their pastor's wives. So those are some of the things that we offer that people will find there in the website. And there's also a contact page with emails. If anyone has questions, they're free to contact us.
0: Wonderful. Well, that last point you made, I want that to be my last question. If someone's listening to this and they're not a pastor's wife, but they have a pastor's wife, how can they encourage that person? How can they be, you know, a good support and what should they know?
1: Well, certainly sharing this opportunity with them would be great just because this is a way to help them connect with other pastor's wives to be encouraged. But I think the key thing with pastor's wife, I know from my own experience, and I think I've seen this with others others that I've met is just remember that your pastor's wife is a person too, you know, their role doesn't just define them and remember them that they have needs. Um, If they're a young mom, yeah, there's probably a time when they would like to have a break from their children. (laughs) They may need a babysitter for free at some point to encourage them so they can go out with their husband and, um, there's you know there they are a woman with needs just like somebody else and so i think um, knowing that and just reminding them that they're being an encouragement so that they can know that there's someone that cares and and is going to try to understand where they're coming from and encourage them i think is the real the real key
0: thank you for listening to this podcast to listen to more and to subscribe to faith today canada's christian magazine please visit www.theefc.ca forward slash faith today.